Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. It is a football Friday, Mac. We've got some great games this weekend highlighted by, of course, Clemson, Florida State. We talked about it on Wednesday. We're going to talk about it more today. And of course, Florida State fans, if you're watching, Mac's wearing his Clemson gear. <laughs> is this the last time I'll wear it? Perhaps. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe Monday, maybe Monday, maybe I'll be in a little garnet and gold. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, the interesting thing about that game, KG, I thought the line would move a little bit. Nope. It stayed kind of stayed solid at two and a half. Fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It is. And yeah, I mean, that for Clemson to be a home underdog, we talked about that on Wednesday. It hasn't happened in yeah. seven years. So, and I understand that, Mac. Florida State's number 14 in the country. And I think they des- surprise us not more. Yeah, I think they deserve to be favored in this game. I think so many people are just wondering what which Clemson are we going to get, and you could argue which Florida State. But we will get to that game, Mac. First and foremost, this show is brought to you by Ingles. This weekend, the Buffalo Chicken Dip is happening. Yes, I am going to go to go. Ingles either today, probably tomorrow morning, probably tomorrow morning. Um, and gather all the ingredients. And I was telling Mac as well, I have a dear friend who's going to be at the tailgate who is um, lactose challenged, um, lactose intolerant. It happens. It's a it's a thing. And so I'm going to get all those dairy-free ingredients as well at Ingles. So if you need that, if you too have friends who are lactose challenged, that is something that you can grab at Ingles, Mac. Well, let me ask you this. So do you make a separate dip just for that one person okay. or does that one person affect the entire tailgate? Here's the thing. These are some of our best friends. These are our two like best couple friends that we tailgate with. So basically every dish, every time we all get together, we have to say, Rich, can you eat this? <laughs> like it's just, we we're used to it. So, and it's healthier for you, Mac. It's good. Sure. It works. Um, well, all that I, all that I learned about you is that you're a better friend than me. Cause I would tell that friend to suck it up and figure it out. That's what <laughs> I would say. Um, It could affect all of us down the road if you get my drift. (laughs) I understand. I understand that. Well, I'm excited for you, too. Before we get to Ingalls real quick, you're going to be in the Valley. You're coming to the house. First game this year, right? First game this year, and uh, we're getting a babysitter. So we're not taking nice. the little baby. I think we might try to take him to um, Is this the first game. time? Is this the first time you've left him? This will this will be the longest that I've been away from from Jacob. Worried? So I hope the game Are delivers. You worried? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous, but it'll be okay. There you go. I hope the game delivers. Well, how about this? So we're we're experiencing this at the same time. So we have another family wedding this weekend. You have I don't know why wedding. I have all these people with weddings in, in the, the fall. fall. We gotta we gotta have some come to Jesus meetings. This will be the last <laughs> yes. one I attend. Uh, and it is a family member, but it is a Sunday. So I'm figuring out, I do Fridays and Sundays. I can't do Saturdays. So people adjust uh, accordingly, but we also will have a babysitter and nerves a little. Yeah, no, I get it. it is. I get it. It's what it is. It's nerve wracking. You know, as a I protective think... parent over helicopter parent, I am very. Mac, intrigued. I think our sitter is a Georgia fan. So. Whoa, code red. I haven't, I How about haven't this? specifically I got a, I got asked her, but I, I have a hunch. Well. First of all, that's part of the interview process. What are you doing? <laughs> um, secondly, I, I can one-up you here, and I don't love to do oh, this, no. but uh, our babysitter attends U.S. No, of no, C. That's not U of SC. 
Yeah, junior. Um, not good. Little brother over there. So it is law school, or excuse me, it is grad school though, not law school, okay. grad school. All right. So she did not go there for undergrad. So, um, you know, is what it is. Is what it is. Um, anyway, that's enough of us. Let's get to our friends over at Ingles for a great message here before we get started. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, let's get into our big game breakdown. And look, we're not going to lie to you, all right? We're not going to force three or four games in the big game breakdown when, frankly, there are really only two and low-key only one. But we will talk Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina Pitt here in the big game breakdown. And then we'll run through the rest of these games because, honestly, the rest of the ACC slate is kind of eh when you look at this Clemson-Florida State game. So let's start here, Mac. Clemson is hosting number four, Florida State. We mentioned the Knolls are two and a half point favorite. ABC at noon. A few things that we didn't necessarily hit on on Wednesday that I want to talk about here. First and foremost, with Jordan Travis and his health, I know he went back in the game against Boston College, but I think overall they haven't run him as much lately. Like we talk about Jordan Travis as a dual threat, and he definitely is, but he's beating teams with his arm. He's not out there running for 75 or 100 yards. So do you think the shoulder and anything going on with that, do you think that affects this game? Do you think it affects maybe how much they run him at all? You know, I, I think that we have seen them, you know, just let him create. They're not calling a lot of design runs really at all. Yeah. Uh, number one, I think because you have two, uh, maybe three outstanding running backs for Florida State led by Trey Benson, who we had on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. If you didn't check that out, go listen to that. Um, and, and so I don't think there's really a need to do it, uh, but they can right? Like that's the kicker. And, and what's interesting they? is this, with the injury is this the game? Hey, you got to win. That's True. what we're dealing with. This is one of those games. This isn't a, a let's get through it game. This is let's win at all costs type of thing. And, and JT knows that too yeah. and probably thinks that exact same way. So I, I think it's one of those things. If, if you see, you know, Clemson just stoning the run uh, with running backs, then they might have to be creative mm-hmm. and, and see JT kind of get on the edge or do what he does, maybe some option type stuff just to get out in space. You know, that, that's at the end of the day when you have a guy like that, you're trying to move the pocket, trying to move out, see what you can have happen. But also just the nature of extending plays with his legs in the passing game, um, we, we, we have seen him do that. And so it will be fascinating, KG, how much do they run him? How much do they get him going? Yeah, I think to your point, the best thing that JT's been doing with his legs lately is extending plays. Extending yeah. plays, getting out of the pocket, and then still using his arm. The, uh, speaking of his arm, the other matchup that I'm really interested in is this Clemson secondary versus these Florida State wide receivers. And Makuba is still kind of, we'll see if he's going to play. So that's interesting for Clemson. We haven't necessarily seen Clemson play a passing attack like this probably since Tennessee. And we know what happened there. Do you think this matchup is as important? And I think Florida State has the edge. Am I looking at it wrong in any way? No, absolutely they have the edge. And it's still, you know, obviously Clemson's past defense has been elite this year so far, but you, you look at who they play and, and you understand. Now, they did play Duke, and those guys have loaded wide receivers. I'd put those receivers, you know, probably against anybody in the country when you look at the room. Uh, but these guys are just different. They're they're big. They're basketball players. 
um, the things that they can do and, and go up and get the ball. And that that's hard to replicate. It, it, it's easier to replicate fast guys, guys that are running all around, if, if what things they can do. But you can't replicate 6'7", okay? You yeah. can't replicate 6'4 and some change um, and, and a basketball player that can go up and get it uh, like they have with Keon Coleman. So that's what I'm interested to see, KG. Like, what, what's the plan with those guys? Are, are you trying to be physical? Are you trying to press a 6'7 guy? Are you, are you having cloud coverage over the top, a safety over the top? Uh, or are you just trusting, hey, we're going to speed this process up. We're going to blitz. Yeah. We're going to get pressure with four. We're going to try to hit it right up the middle and, uh, you know, try to throw that timing off because we know that's everything. That's more what I think. If I can do. go one, two, three step, um, and I agree with you, you know, it, but can they do it? Uh, you right. know, it's a little bit of a different story. I'm fascinated to see, though, that the Johnny Wilson deal hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but obviously has been elite. His after the catch thing uh, is also important. I think KG, like, it has to be bang, bang. When he catches the rock, you can't just let him gallivant down the field. Like, you have to be there hitting him, uh, staying physical, staying aggressive. It, it'll be fascinating to see the plan there for Clemson. And with that receiving game for Florida State, I think one of my big questions here with Clemson, can they match up to Florida State when it comes to explosive plays? Can they be explosive enough? That you've, <laughs> If you've been listening to our podcast, I have talked about Clemson's lack of explosivity for a long time now. And that's still a problem, especially in the passing game. Mac, this isn't even my crazy stat. This is just a stat, okay? Clemson is dead last in the ACC in yards per completion. That's crazy. It's still a lot of dink and dunk. So can you get Bo Collins going? I think that if I have to point to one thing that could be the game changer, if Clemson is not explosive, they're not going to win. And, and, you know, it's funny. They're dead last. And Florida State, on the other hand, has five, six guys with over 40-yard right. catches. Like, they're, they're doing it. And, and you know, it's, it's a lot different how they're doing it. Um, you know, and, and we mentioned Johnny. I think he obviously gets a lot of headlines. But Keon obviously has shown that he is an absolute threat, is a weapon, uh, had no catches the Boston College game, which I thought was so weird. Uh, but you also have to look at Jaheim Bell you yeah. know, as well, and, and a guy that is very versatile. Um, I will say silver lining, good thing, whatever you want to call it there, is Clemson obviously has seen him before. They know what he can do. You know, Last year in the Clemson game, pretty much uh, held him in check against North Carolina, had two catches for two yards. Um, against South Carolina, yeah. Nine, yeah, against South Carolina. Had like nine rushes uh, for maybe three or two, two or three yards of carry. He did score a touchdown. Um, but they know, they know his versatility. So you've got to find out where's six, where's Waldo. You got to know where he is. Definitely. Okay. My last big question here. And I think by the way, I'm asking these questions, you might, you might see where I'm leaning as to who I'm going to pick. <laughs> shocked. I'm shocked. This is a simple question, Mac. Is Cade ready? Is he ready for this moment? Because the last time he was on a big stage like this, he did not look ready. Now, again, he's still a very, very young player. Jordan Travis is, what, 24? And Klubnik is 19? At least. So that shows yeah. the difference. I mean, it's and, – and I think we forget – what we're forgetting lately is there were – and there was an article about Jordan Travis this week. There was a time when Florida State wanted nothing to do with Jordan Travis yeah. when the stadium was booing him. I mean, he yeah. had to take his lumps, and now he's beloved. And I think we've seen Cade take some of those lumps, but can this be a game where he breaks out? Well, I, I don't think there's any question about his journey when you look at Jordan Travis. I mean, he, he came to Florida State with no confidence, wanting to change positions just to play football, just to, to be able to be free, to now being one of the more elite quarterbacks in the country. 
uh, you know, a guy who, who arguably could be ACC player of the year uh, and maybe even in New York for, for the Heisman Trophy. So I think when you see his story, it is so inspiring and powerful in the fact of always count on yourself, always bet on yourself and understand that you can control the work, uh, what goes in, what comes out, all those different things. And he's a living testament of, of that and, and having the faith. You know, I think he came to, to find his faith later in his career. Um, and you've seen kind of the success that's with that, which is really cool, you know, from our standpoint, both being believers. Um, the question with Cade is fascinating, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I funny enough, I, I think it's actually favorable for him that it's a, a noon game, that it's not a night game. Because think of yeah. the, the added pressure, the added environment. And sitting around all day. all day for that game. Now he just wakes up and goes play. Just just have fun. Just, just go out there and enjoy it. Um, the biggest thing for him is, you know, can you take advantage of this Florida State defense that is dead last in the ACC in pass defense? Mm. Now, it's kind of that bend, don't break. It's a crazy They're stat. not allowing a bunch of people in, in the end zone, but they're dead last in yards. They're allowing a ton of yards down the field, chunk plays. How can you take advantage of that? We saw it against LSU, which you could argue a very good quarterback. We saw it against Boston College, which you could argue, you know, a guy who's finding his way. You know, it wasn't even a starter to, to begin the year there. So how can Cade, how can Clemson – take advantage of that, I think it'll be really fascinating to see. Um, For the defense, though, KG, I I think the biggest thing for me is just can you tackle Jordan when you got him? Like, we've seen a lot of missed tackles by the Clemson defensive line. And, you know, Barrett Carter, you know, he he had a Riley dead in his tracks on that long touchdown run that kind of, you know, broke the spirits a bit, you know, for Clemson, and and he escaped and scored. Jordan's faster than that. Jordan's more elusive than that. How can you – you know, handle him? How can you bring him down? Um, and then you said this on Wednesday for the offense of Clemson. I think Shipley's the, the ticket. Like he has to have an amazing game and he's coming off of, you know, a, a frustrating performance. Yeah. You know, we, we saw him and, and his coach get an argument, CJ Spiller on the sideline, which I have no insight into that. I, I wish I did, but basically it just looked like, Hey, I want the ball. I want to yes. score. And uh, you know, they, they obviously went another direction there and he's a fiery guy. He's a passionate guy. I understand that for anybody, you know, who's a competitor. Um, but he he has to break out. And he's had great success against these guys in the past, um, you know, 100 yards every game. So it, it's going to be fascinating to see kind of the game plan there and kind of last ticket. I'm all over the place again. I'm sorry. There's so many. Things. Has Clemson been saving anything offensively for this? You know, we we I thought that about NC State. You hope at this point from you what hope, you've seen. Right, right, maybe, maybe something. Uh, do they look any different? Do, do we see anything different, you know, with flexing guys out or motions or formations, anything of that nature? Um, that, that'll be another fun ticket, ticket to see there. Okay, here's my crazy stat, Mac. South Carolina had lost seven straight. To, this is from Ira Schofel on Twitter, by the way. Got to give Ira credit. Oh, He's our guy. Come on, Ira. South Carolina had lost seven straight to Clemson and hadn't won in Death Valley in 10 years when Jaheim Bell and the Gamecocks won there last year. You, put, you mentioned Jaheim didn't do too much, but he was on the team. Florida State has lost seven straight to Clemson and hasn't won in Death Valley in 10 years. Jeez. It's the same thing. And what's interesting, too, is that Clemson-South Carolina game last year, Clemson, when we talk about the issues for Clemson, well, these crazy things just keep happening. Well, at what point are they, you know, more of an issue than just a fluke? And you had that crazy fumble on the kick return last year that basically lost the game. Turnovers, we know, are going to be massive. We talked about that on Wednesday as well. I think this is a massive game for Clemson and its reputation and where it is right now as a program. It's huge. And I think for Florida State, 
Florida State can lose this game in Death Valley, lose a close one, and then win out, beat Clemson in the ACC title, go to the playoff. Clemson cannot lose this game and have any hopes of accomplishing what they want to do, especially even winning the ACC, because this would be your second ACC loss. Right. Yeah. No, you, you've got to – it's win or go home, essentially, you know, for this, or, or not quite, but, you know, it, it does take away that that playoff ability. And, you know, it obviously is a huge uphill climb being 0-2 in the ACC to try to get to the championship. Um, I've got I've got some fun questions for you here, KG. I want to know uh, who who you would go with here. Passing yards, Jordan Travis, Cade Clement. Who has more? I would say Jordan Travis. I think Clemson's going to okay. try to really run the ball. So, okay, R- rushing yards. Answer my question. Trey Benson, Will Shipley. Shipley. Okay, receiving yards. I'm just going to ask who do you think the leader is for Florida State? Who do you okay. think the leader is for Clemson? I think Keon Coleman has a real bounce back game. I think Coleman is a leader for Florida State. I think for Clemson, Bo Collins. Just putting it out into the universe, seeing what happens. I'm going to put this on the universe. I think Tyler Brown has a massive Okay, game. yeah. Tyler Brown could be an X factor. I agree. I think his speed, yeah. I think the confidence of doing it. Like freshman, I mean, you remember this as a freshman sh- shooter. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I don't know that I'm not supposed to be doing exactly. this. I don't know that I'm not supposed to be faster than you because I am and I'm doing it. I think that there's almost a, I don't know, that this weird confidence that comes from that. Um, and, and you saw that post-game interview with him. He's like, man, I love Cade. We work so hard, blah, blah, blah. This is fun. And I'm like, no, man, you're a dog. And, uh, you know, how much does he get from this game? I, I'm fascinated to see that. I think Shipley probably ends up being the leading rusher. Um, how about turnovers? Who wins the turnover margin? At this point, I have to say Florida State because Clemson has yeah. just shown – that it has a turnover issue right now. So yeah, that's, I, I, I think, think is that, a big uh, issue. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be something. I don't know what it'll be. I don't know who's going to do it, but I think there's going to be a monumental play something that yeah. happens that we're like, that was it. That, that's what won somebody the game. Obviously, I think it's going to be Clemson. KG thinks Florida State. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Last point for me on this game. The whole – and I, that's why I brought up that crazy stat from Ira that – that Florida State has not beaten Clemson in Clemson since 2013. It's been a very long time. Hasn't beaten them overall since 2014. I don't think that matters for this Florida State team. This is a Florida State team made up of a lot of transfers. A lot of dudes that maybe didn't even play in the Clemson game last year or have just played one game against Clemson, and that was last year when Florida State was still finding itself. So a lot of these guys have not been around for that long, maybe not even back to the 2020 game where – Florida State, low-key, forfeited. So that, I think, doesn't really matter for Florida State. What do you think about that, Mac? You know why it does matter? Because the guy that has played in all those games is the quarterback. <laughs> He's been a part of every but one of them. But some of those he didn't even start. He was there. He knows what that Valley's like. And I mm-hmm. think that's a that's kind of a thing, too. Like, Trey came on the show and said it. I've heard it's loud. He has no clue what's about to happen. That, that place well, he's is played at loud rocking. places. Oregon, come on. What about last year's game when they played in New Orleans against LSU? I'm sure that was loud. It's New Orleans. It's a dome. Nobody cares about that. It's a neutral site. They they haven't seen what they're about to see. And I guess they didn't play at Florida last year. They played uh, Florida at at home. home. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Just telling you. I don't think it matters. It's going to be part of you. You better be cheering loud. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Who? Who's better be cheering? No, I'm just saying. I'm, uh, I'm just trying to totally discredit what you're about to pick because you better be a part of the problem. Cheering oh, your butt I got off you. I got in you. I got the you. Valley. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. When I attend the game, I mean, you know, all bets are off. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm taking Florida State minus two and a half. I think Florida State's the better team. I think Florida State's going to win the game. And I'll be honest with you, Florida State fans. I don't really want y'all to win. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm picking you because I, I yeah. think that's just where where we are, right? where both these programs are right now. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though. Is it good or bad for the ACC if Florida State loses? I think it's probably better for the ACC if Florida State wins. I think to have Florida State undefeated. Now, like we said, Florida State can still lose this game, get to the championship, beat whoever's there, and go to the playoff. Um, But it also depends what happens all around the country. So I think it is better for the ACC if Florida State wins. I agree. But you could With argue, too, if Clemson wins, they get back in the rankings, they get back in the discussion. Maybe. Maybe. Then, Who knows? Right. But if Clemson wins, we're viewing Clemson differently, and then it suddenly becomes a quality loss for Florida State and all these things. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's good. It, it, could, it could be fine either way. Uh, bad news. Quality losses cannot happen at this conference. Uh, we do not have the right to that. Um, we don't I do, have the I right do, to that. No, we, we don't have that. Uh, sorry. There's only one league that could do that. Um, I'm with you though. I, I, listen, I, I think the Clemson. Plays no, you're not with game. me. You're not with me. I'm, I understand what you're saying. Okay. I'm not with you. There we go. I'll rephrase that. Uh, I think Clemson wins. I, I think that there's something about playing in that Valley. I think there's something about the mental hurdle, even though you don't agree of beating these we'll guys. See. And at the end we'll of the see. day, you know, they got seven of those rings staring right at your face saying, come on, let's do it. What do you want to do? Um, and maybe this is a Clemson team that maybe plays to the quality, even though you never want to see that. Well, what uh, about Duke? Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, they played to the quality. Oh, sport. Lord. All right. We disagree on this game, but both of us cannot wait to see this game. And, of sure. course, we've spent basically this whole episode on this game. So let's get to these <laughs> other games, Matt. The other game in our big game breakdown is number 17, North Carolina at Pittsburgh. The huddle will be there. North Ooh. Carolina is a seven and a half point favorite. This is the 8 p.m. game on ACC Network. Matt, I have a theory about this game. Oh, I think Pat Narduzzi is bluffing. I think everything he's saying about jerk's my guy, we're sticking with jerk, et cetera. No, he's not doing it. I think Vier's going to play. And I think he is trying to throw North Carolina off just like Clemson did in the ACC championship last year where Dabo kept saying, DJ's the guy, DJ's the guy. DJ played one series in Kincaid. North Carolina was not ready. This is my theory. And I also have had two cups of coffee today. I think that's pretty obvious. But that's what I think Pitt's going to do, Mac. Classic. Classic. Look over here. Bow! Punch you with the left hand. Um, Okay, so is it the situation where uh, Jerk, like, dirts a couple balls and he's out? Or is it from Jump Street, Bayer gets in the game? I am not sure. Okay. Okay. But I think either one. I think they give Jerk, maybe they give Jerk one or two series. And, I mean, the way Jerk's played, I think he has the yips. I think it's just, it's not happening. They go with Vier. So, and I think that North Carolina has learned from this from last year's ACC championship. And there is Penn State film on Vier, who is the transfer from Penn State. So I'm sure they're preparing for him a little bit. I mean, I would too when you've seen how bad your sure. has been. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. It, it's been a just a brutal year, a brutal start for him. And and there's a lot of weird things. I was talking with EJ about this last year. At the the you know, West Virginia game, he just kind of looked hurt. Like yeah, he maybe didn't he look is. super mobile. Um, and, and the pit coaches said no, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if he's he's maybe gained a little more weight and he's not as nimble. I don't know what it is. Uh, but Look, he just Matt, looks different. He looks age, different. Can't throw the ball. Old age catches all of us. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't play college football for eight years, you know? <laughs> he's not that old. He's not as old, old as Jordan Travis, but he's up there. This is 
a third school. That, that's is tough to do there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see and, and just what do they want to do? Uh, you know, offensively, is it run the ball? I think they tried against West Virginia, but they just couldn't uh, super effectively, at least. And, you know, Phil having single digit completions. Um, not going to work. That's tough. That's tough. It's, it's not going to work. And it's not going to work against this North Carolina team that's firing on all cylinders, doing whatever they want. They want a game with defense, running the ball, passing the ball. So to be quite frank, you know, I, this game is always tight, which is weird. And yeah. I think Vegas and, and as you're you know picking this game, you have to take that into account. Like the last however many meetings have been one score meetings. Uh, and, and especially recently, they've been you know just absolute dog fights. But I've got to think that this is a little bit different. I think that Drake May is going to have his, you know, better games. Uh, you know, he's coming off a of four hundo. Uh, I think they run the ball pretty mm-hmm. well. And then defensively, what can you do against this team uh, to, to really slow them down? A hurting pit team uh, will be fascinating to see. And, you know, is there a good atmosphere? I think that's the other question. Have the Pitt fans kind of said, eh, I'm not sure if if we yeah. want to show up. Hopefully already in a pro town, right? Like it's yeah, already exactly. hard enough because there's so much to do in Pittsburgh. Exactly. Here's my stat, Mac, and I want to hear your thoughts on this Pitt offensive line because David Hale tweeted this out. Pitt has allowed pressure on 45% of its dropbacks when the defense did not bring an extra pass rusher, i.e. no blitz. That's the worst mark in the country and up 34% from last year. So – it's not just Phil. I mean, and that's kind of what Narduzzi was saying is like, I'm not sure we're going to fix everything. It's not just Phil if we bench him. But the O-line has really struggled. And UNC had that game against South Carolina where they had a bunch of sacks. They haven't done that as much lately, but I think this D-line could feast a bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's two years in a row now, Phil is just getting pressured, right? Yeah. And and having to, to, you know, think quickly and get the ball out or do whatever. Um and he just quite hasn't been able to do that. Now, there were a couple injuries for this pit offensive line, and, and that seems to be a trend, unfortunately. You know, guys, they, they have this unit that you think is going to be solid, and then a couple of guys fall by the wayside, and then you have to get younger guys in and start playing. You're just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. what's kind of going on here? What are we going to do? So you've got to build into that, and you have to have quick options. Let's get the ball out quick. Somewhere, some way, there's a read that I know if I have pressure, boom, I'm going to this guy, or I'm throwing it over his head out of bounds and not taking a hit, not taking a, a sack there. So it, it's something they have to be super intentional about, KG. And, uh, yeah, you, you can't take a bunch of hits on your QB. I am taking North Carolina to cover. I know, and I appreciate those stats about these games being close because they have been weirdly close. But North Carolina minus 7.5, I feel like that number should be higher. So that gives me a good feeling to take North Carolina to cover. Yeah, and I think it actually has moved since I've done radio. I, th- I think it was um, six and a half or seven. Yeah, this so morning was up. seven and a half. Was it? Okay, good. So I'm looking at it now, you know, I, still, I, I think they win by double digits. Um, who knows? Could get weird in Pittsburgh. Th- this is a new – like I, I said this earlier about Pitt too. This isn't quite desperation yet because uh, I don't think we were thinking Pitt was a playoff team or anything of that nature, and, and losing two in a row is tough. But this is a new season of its own. Like ACC mm-hmm. play – all your goals are still out in front of you. If y'all remember, when was it? Twenty eighteen, maybe. It was like six and six and playing in the ACC championship. I was going to say every so coastal well team is familiar with the ACC being a new season. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So they can they can obviously do that here. So I'm not quite thinking their backs are against the wall yet, but there will be a little bit of desperation of we've got to do something. We've yeah. got to get it going. Definitely. 
All right, speed round, Mac. Let's just give a point or two on the rest of these games. Let's start with the ranked teams. Number 18, Duke, is going to UConn because, of course, CBS Sports Network, 3.30 p.m. Duke is a 21.5-point favorite. Mac, I have learned from my mistakes. I have not taken Duke to cover twice this year, and both times they've covered against Clemson and against Northwestern. I am tired of being wrong about Duke. UConn, since hanging with NC State, was blown out by Georgia State and lost to Florida International University. So I'm going to take Duke to cover on the road. I still don't love it because that's a big number, but I'm going to take him to cover. Maybe I can persuade you. I'm going to give you a freebie here. Are you taking UConn? Just listen. Just listen. The last ACC team UConn played, what happened? Who covered? They covered. Who's Duke playing next week? They're, yeah, they're looking ahead to Notre Dame, perhaps. No, no, no. I'm sticking with this. I what we just see with the number three team in the country do against the worst ACC team. Yeah, yeah. This your freebie. You want to switch? No, switch? no, no, no. We thought Boston College was bad. No. All right, you're floating with the Blue Devils. You're in. I need look. I'm glad we're different because I need to get back in the game. Well, we're not different. So I'm with Duke too. <laughs> Dang it, Mac. <laughs> I think that Riley has his best game. I think that they light it up. Uh, but a lot of those things, like you cannot you look forward. You have to look at this opponent. You've got to get it done. I think they run the ball at will. But I'd love to see Riley get a couple of touchdowns through the air. The fact that he has one is nuts. The fact that Will Shipley for Clemson has zero mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns is bonkers. So I need those two guys to have massive weekends. I'd love to see that. Okay, so we agree there. Man, you had <laughs> me there. All right, number 20, Miami is at Temple. ESPN 2, 330. The ACC is playing some absolutely astounding road games this week. This is the Manny Diaz Bowl, I think. I think this yeah. was like a trade. Like, hey, Miami, you can have the I'm coach, sure but you have to come back and play us. This is this is a big number, so it worries me a little bit on the road. This is Miami's first road game of the year. And here's a crazy stat. We talked about Pittsburgh allowing a bunch of pressures on Dracovic. Miami has allowed pressure on just 15.5% of non-blitzed dropbacks. That's ninth best in the country. That O-line is different. Temple is not a good run defense. They gave up 250-plus to Rutgers. I think Miami goes up there. They run the heck out of the ball. And I'm taking Miami to cover. The number makes me nervous, but I'm taking them. I think I think that's a great pick. I mean, I've heard this 100 times this week. I, I don't know why people don't like Temple uh, and their fan base. I'm not sure if there just isn't one is or what. Is it a Philly thing? I don't know. But I've heard that there's going to be 100 people in the stands. So it's going to be a weird game. Yeah. I think Miami just absolutely, like you said, runs the ball at will. TVD probably slings it around a little bit. But this is going to be a fast game. Uh, sorry for those guys on ESPN2. Big Phil going into your 7 o'clock game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little, uh, little, little TV jargon right there. That's right. <laughs> NC State at Virginia, Friday night, ESPN, 7.30. NC State's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. NC State has some injuries in the secondary, but Virginia's injuries are, I think, much more of a concern. Musket still out, we think. Calandria is a wild card. (laughs) I'm not sure what he's going to do. Brennan returns. I I think NC State covers Mac. I mean, this game is weird to me. Yeah, it is weird. Friday night. Nine-and-a-half. Nine and a half Friday night lights. QB's going home to to obviously a, a place where he had so much success, but also a lot of emotion with him being there the first time since. Uh, you know that that horrible tragedy, and and you know how is that going to feel for him? You know what is that mm-hmm. going to be like for him uh, to go home? I'm sure he'll be celebrated when he walks on the on Virginia the field. fans will be cordial. I think. I, I hope so. I mean, I hope they they kind of cheer for him, which would be great. But 
you know, this is going to be interesting for NC State. You know, can they continue to run the ball? Obviously, we saw against VMI they had great success, but just continuing to answer the question, who are the dudes at the skill position? Who are going to make the catches? Right now, you're led by a freshman, uh, you know, a, a true freshman coming in here, you know, and, and doing his thing. I need other guys like Rooks and, you know, just all, all these cats to step up like I thought that they would. Lesane, some of these tight ends, um, and, and maybe we see that here. I, I, I guess I feel good because Virginia's just not a great team right now, but I'm, I'm taking NC State. My only hesitation with this is Virginia was hanging with Maryland until they self-combusted, right? right? Until yeah, they well, here's – let me, let me uh, kind of pull back the curtain for, for some folks here. So I was at a wedding, again. All oh, yeah. Weddings. I get a text from KG saying, Virginia, in all caps, <laughs> exclamation. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I saw it late. Uh, and I didn't know – I didn't look at the time, like, when you text me. So I'm like, yeah. no way they won. This is awesome. <laughs> I look score. at the score and it's like 40 to 14. I'm just like, uh, I guess they uh, didn't Kelly. finish. The, are you good? Like what happened? <laughs> and weren't they up like 14, 10 or something? I think it was 14 to zero. I think they were. Yeah, they I were. Think it was yes. crazy. That's yeah. what I texted you. So that that was when the text occurred. Um, fortunately for me, I didn't see it for two hours. That is so funny. You were like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> Kelly, you drinking early. Uh, I'm going to take NC State. I don't trust Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the same. I don't trust him. All right, NC State covers. Army at Syracuse. ACC Network, noon. Syracuse is a 13.5-point favorite. Mac, this is this is a newsflash. Army is no longer running the triple option. This is it's crazy. It's very good. I was reading some articles about it, and then I thought, I need to look up some highlights so I can believe this for myself. And they got their quarterback in the shotgun. That's right. This is unreal. That's right. I will say I did see some shotgun triple option, which is terrifying. Okay, yeah. It's not great. Yeah, but, it, but they're trying to modernize. They're trying to modernize, which is difficult to do. You know, it, it's hard to do. You got to get a whole yeah. new skill set of guys, and you're at a military institution, so it's tough. Exactly. Um, thirteen and a half is a big number too, especially this Army team is not bad. I mean, they just beat a UTSA team. Yeah, they beat they beat Utsa. Yep, Utsa. Uh, that was ranked right, I think, to start the season. Um, I don't think so. I think they might have been. I'll look this up. I'll follow up on this. Maybe um, receiving votes. Maybe receiving votes. Now you <laughs> now I have to do research live in front of. I do not think Utsa was ranked. I think they were, because it was shocking. Why can't I find no way. Ones? No Hold way. On. No it's way. It's working slowly for me. UTSA is UT San Antonio. They are the road. I know. They're, they were good. They're, they just started a football program like five years ago. They lost to somebody. I'm looking last year. They were not ranked. Did they have 10 wins last year? There's no way. They were 11 and 3. Yeah, they did have a good year. I think they were ranked they were. coming into the season. I don't know they why. They may have been ranked in the this. final poll. They may have been ranked in the final poll. It's not showing me. Don't know why. Anyway, we'll update regardless, you later. We'll this update is yeah. Regardless, this is a good team. Um, <laughs> they were not ranked. They were not ranked. Okay, good to know. No, um, <laughs> hey, eleven wins. That's hard to do. Um, yeah. So, with that said, I think that Schrader continues to be a baller. Um, he's a guy that man. <laughs> you know, I, I was interested. How was it going to look? And the way it looks is he accounts for all but I think 40, 80 yards of Syracuse total offense. Just do your thing. Do whatever you want. Uh, the sleight of hand was disgusting to see. EJ uh, is actually going to do a tape on that later to later uh, Saturday, which is going to be a lot of fun. And so uh, I, I'm just excited to see this team. I think they roll. It's a big number, but I, I'm rolling with the orange. You know, I'm taking Syracuse as well. Army, yeah, they they played Utsa, and that's a, that's a good win. 
But Syracuse, they can run the ball. Is that a and Texas I think they're thing? Con- Utsa? Is that a Texas thing? Well, it's just a joke. They're UTSA, but if you plug it into your GPS and you're going down there, which it I think I did for Utsa. some basketball tournament, it says arriving at Utsa, and so that's what I call it now. Um, but I think Syracuse is going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock, control this game. And I like that they got LaQuint Allen going against Purdue. He was like the other offense yeah. besides Garrett Schrader. So I think Syracuse covers in this one, Mac. Like Syracuse it. minus 13 and a half. Like Noon game. We don't need a sleepy start here, Syracuse. That's right. Um, okay, Boston College at Louisville. ACC play. This is uh, Louisville's a 13 and a half point favorite, ACC Network 330. Sneaky, sneaky game for Louisville. Coming off an Indiana game where we thought they would cover and they let Indiana come back into that game, they they kind of escaped. If can BC clean up the penalties? Because if they can, they could do something here. And Castellanos is a problem. I'm leaning towards Boston College coverage. Are you? Ooh, mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, I think I am too. I think I did that on radio. Oh, dang it. Here's the deal though. What, I want us to disagree. Here's the deal. Let me see if this persuades you. Was last week absolutely everything that they had and they right. came up short and now it's like pfft, deflated. No, it's true. 13 and a and half think- is a lot of points for a Louisville team that, again, we, we saw them super slow start and then explode, explode, and then great start and implode and not be able to do anything, it's two teams. I, I don't know where they are. Again, it, team right. of mystery with Louisville. Uh, they've been playing great, and they have weapons. But I just saw this Boston College team at home go toe-to-toe with the number three team in the country. Down 21. Never gave up. Yeah. I think I'm rocking with Boston College. And that might be foolish, but I think I'm going with this. See, and the more I look at this game, I think Vegas wants you to take Boston College. Me too. Me too. I think they're tricking us. Okay, I'm taking Louisville. Oh, she I'm switched it. I'm changing it up. <laughs> EJ Manuel did the same thing. He did the same on, thing Louisville. off radio. He's going with the cards. Cover for me cards. <laughs> let's do it. I'm going to save the saddest game for last. So let's talk about Georgia Tech at Wake Forest. Wake is a three and a half point favorite, 6.30 p.m. on the CW. And Mac, mm-hmm. Wake's coming off a scare against Old Dominion, as we all know, but they won. They came back. They found a way to win. I think the tough thing here for Georgia Tech is they are coming off a road game at Ole Miss, a tough road game, night game. Then they've got to come back, turn around another road game at Wake Forest. I know Wake showed some real issues, the turnovers, especially at Old Dominion, but give me a team going back home and Georgia Tech coming off a tough game and back-to-back roadies. I'm going to take Wake to cover here. Yeah, I'm going with the Jackets. I think that Haynes King is playing at a super high level. I think they're running the ball effectively. And I think that, you know, our guy Haynes King is just hanging on to the ball a little too long. Now, Mm. Georgia Tech has one sack on the entire season, so it's not like they've been blitzing the house, getting a ton of quarterback hits. But I I think that it's just – I don't know. I I think that the Jackets ball out. I think we're going to see a great duel between these quarterbacks. Would not be surprised at all if both these guys are over 300 yards. But I think the Jackets are sneaky in this one. Okay, I like that. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think Haynes King is the best athlete on the field, right. for sure. But can Griffiths take best care of the ball? That's my best big question. Wake Forest has some Sorry, freak, sorry. Best quarterback freak, athlete. wide receivers. You're right. Not the best athlete. That's a little disrespectful <laughs> to other positions. That's right. Okay, so we disagree there. The final game, the sad game. We should start a category. Sad game of the week. Well, it'd be the same team, so you wouldn't want to do that. It'd be offensive. Oh, yeah, that'd be bad. Uh, it would be one of the Virginia teams. Virginia Tech at Marshall. Marshall is a five-point favorite, ESPN2 at noon. I'm just going to 
Just going to give you some facts for this game. Just some facts. Grant Wells is limited due to injury, and Pop Watson has been suspended for violation of team rules. So it's down to Kyron Drones taking first team reps. I'm not sure if Grant Wells can play. There's a true freshman who's taking second team reps. I don't even know his name. No timetable for Ollie Jennings' return. That's bad. Uh, Virginia Tech last lost to Marshall in the year of our Lord, 1940. Virginia Tech is coming off being blown out by Rutgers, giving up 250 on the ground. And here's the crazy part. Marshall is coming off a bye week. <laughs> you love it, huh? Marshall minus five. That's my Easily, pick. easily. I mean, it might get, it might get <laughs> ugly. Easily. Yeah, I mean, it might be bad, bad. When you see... You know, Marshall's throwing the ball <sighs> super effective at 70%. They're running the ball, you know, at will. They've got a great running back uh, and, and Alley back there, Rasheen Alley, who, man, he's been a freaky player, you know, th- these last couple of years. And he, last year, was kind of a big surprise for them. They, they thought that uh, – I forget his name right now. I feel bad. But, you know, last year thought that uh, a, a transfer from Florida State was going to be the guy. Then he kind of got injured. Alley comes out of nowhere and it explodes for him, does a really good job. Uh, running the football, catching the football out of the backfield. So I, th- I think that those guys are going to dominate. Um, that defense is freaky, too, for Marshall. I mean, they get after guys. They have 10 sacks in two games. Um, oh, Lord. They might get back quick. They're coming out. They beat East Carolina, and then they have their right. bye week. So yeah. the, the fun belt is uh, for, like, yeah. how, many games is, game how is... many games is that for the Sun Belt over the ACC? So Our guy Noah's, like, relishing and having so much fun right now. Unbelievable. So many games against the Sun What's the, What are the standings? Can you update the people? How are we doing? Do you have that at your disposal? In our yeah. picks? I think you said it on Monday. I'm sorry. I will update. Mac is doing great. <laughs> Mac is 18 and 10 against the 18 spread. 18 and 10. So Let's go, baby. That is really good. And any games where we disagree this week, I would say go with Mac's pick. <laughs> I'm 15 and 13 against the You're spread, winning. which, You're you winning. know, it's respectable. That's right. That's right. Um, so we need some big wins. If you're me, uh, we need... Boston College, we need Louisville to cover, and we need Wake to cover. That's what we're hoping for. If you're Team Kelly, then that's what you're hoping for. If you want to make money, then take Max Picks. I don't know. We'll see. You did take FSU, too, so it might be the smart pick. Oh, and FSU. That's right. That's right. We'll see. Um, Kelly's punishment will be she has to wear a Clemson shirt on Monday if she loses. So that's our bet. Uh, I'll wear I have a lot shirt. of those, so that'll be fine. <laughs> um, anyway, this is a long episode. It wasn't supposed to be. I'm sorry, guys. We, we drug it out. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Big week. Uh, next week is going to be a little condensed. I think we have a handful mm. of games on the network. Because we got ACC, right. playing ACC, right. which back, will be good. Back, conference play rolling. But thank you guys for tuning in. Another great episode. Appreciate our friends over at Ingles for all that they do. Um, and, of course, we need you guys to go over to YouTube. Uh, check us out, man. It's fun. We have a lot of fun over here. Make mm. some funny faces. Do some funny stuff. Um, my dog's just floating over here. I keep looking at what she's doing. Good old Sam. Damn. Sam hasn't uh, let us know she's here in a while. She's been doing good. Um well, and we this was an episode where no children interrupted that us, which true. is pretty good. That is true. Amelia is sleeping peacefully, and Jacob is playing musical instruments at four months old. He's at Very school. Uh, but we also need you guys to go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, we'll see you.